Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, how we doing? Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, um, whatever other holidays that I don't know about yet. The happy whatever, man. Merry Festivus. You know, I'm trying to do some airing of grievances right now, but um, I'm with my family, so you know, obviously that's a lot of grievances right there. But what I'm saying is, uh, I hope you guys had a good, merry, uh, happy, merry, happy motherfucking. Christmas Eve. I, I've had a couple drinks already, so just letting you know. I'm drunk with my family. It's a good time. I'm trying to get back down there, but before I do, just wanted to thank y'all for listening to the show, staying with me. You know, I had a little hiatus in between, but we made do. We made it. We made it to the fucking 2020, the next decade. Uh, I'm going to see y'all then. I have a very special episode planned for the January 1st as well, so stay tuned. Love y'all. Bye. Let's see what we looking like. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Thank you for coming back to another episode of Luke Kang Kicking It. We are currently mobile. We are not at Servcorp, but we wish we were because, you know, they out here killing it, bro. And I like to give them a shout out for giving me an office to record in. Um, I just been I'm a traveling man with me today. I got a couple of friends with my friend John, Mike and Matt. I don't know if they want last names on the podcast. But, uh, you know, it's about to get a little bit crazy. How you doing? What's up? Doing fine. Thank you, my man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, just been working, you know. You know how it goes. Of course. I mean, here. the view here isn't uh, any worse than the view we get from the office. It's really nice. <coughs> it is a nice view. Yeah. Definitely a of, is. A lot of green. <clears throat> so, what's up, guys? How you been? Mike, what you been up to, brother? Uh, you know, I've been working on some interactive voice application software, so I'm back here actually from uh, going to school in Texas, but that's my adventure once I get out of there. So I'm very excited to announce that we're you know, going to be looking for content creators, people of that sort of ilk, and we would appreciate some feedback from those sorts of people. So hopefully, you know, some of the viewers out there can go ahead and just, you know, check out what we've got sometime. Dope, dope, dope. How about yourself, John? What you been up to? What's... What's it like on your end? Oh, man. Honestly, just doing, like, freelance gigs if I can get them. Uh, just got this new job playing video games. That shit's fucking dope. That's what's up. Tell feels, me about that, man. Dude, it feels like it, it's it's not like working in film or and stuff like, like I had hoped, which is, like, what I'm trying to do. But it's just like a set, bro. Like you sit in there, there's a director, there's a producer, and you have all the other actors as you would as you, I guess you would consider them. But uh, we just play video games and get shots down for commercials. It's pretty tight, man. So it's like uh, back in the day when your mom was like, oh, so you think you're just going to get a job playing video games all exactly. day? Exactly. You did it, huh? Yeah. I was telling my grandma a little bit about it earlier. And she's like, oh, she I'm, believe sh- you? She's like, I'm sure you hate that job. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, no, it sucks. No, yeah. but for real, though, dude, just sitting, just gets to play video game, get to play video games all day. Yeah, I feel it. That's pretty dope, man. Um, yeah, I got, I got a little. You know, we were obviously working together, so that was a cool uh, explanation of it. Very in depth. Yeah, yeah, man, it feels good. Like it's pretty, pretty tight. I. But here's the thing. Like it's weird. I know I'm meant just like strictly for comedy. And, like, podcasting and stuff, because this is now my third, like, dream job that most people would be like, damn, that's cool. Like, I want to work here forever. <laughs> and when I'm at work, I'm still just in my head, like, dude, there's so much shit I got to be doing right now. Like, yeah, I should be recording this. I got to edit this. I got to go home and fucking take care of this, this, and that. The third. 
Then I'm going to the comedy store and I'll be there till like two. And then I got to wake up at Friday, like Friday morning, get to it. And I'm just like, man. See, I feel uh, the exact same way, you know, trying to start up your own shit. It's just basically you have to go in there with the mentality that every day no one's out there motivating you other than you. Right. Yeah. There's nobody out there who's going to tell you, hey, you need to do this today. So when you're trying to do your own thing, you're trying to start your own brand, you're trying to start your own, you know, whatever you aspire to do, it's on you. You're the most important person to whatever dream that you're putting out there. And of course, the people who are helping you are equally as important. Got to have that support system. But, you know, it's good to hear when you have other people who have similar aspirations and goals that they're actually out there, you know, trying to kill it too, you know? And I have the same thought process. I'm consistently thinking, damn, I got to do this. You know, I got to figure out if we're, we're, you know, going to compete here. I got to figure out if we want to create, you know, these features and stuff. So it's all of these just different pieces that you got to keep together. And with tech being the way it is, you got to do things fast. You know, I'm trying to release stuff within the next year to like get it in the hands of people. And I can understand that, you know, it's just like, you know, consistently (laughs) producing a podcast or creating content, you know, which we all have experience with as well. Yeah. You know, what's really playing with fire for me Mm. is uh, my biggest vice is just like laziness. Like sometimes I I can't take more than a day off to just like be lazy because I'll never want to get back to it again. But then when I finally do, I feel like, why did I ever stop? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all that muscle memory. If you, t- It's kind of like going to the gym. Like, if yeah. you take two days off, you're probably going to end up taking the week off. Mm-hmm. If you take the week off, you're probably going to take another week off. If you take two weeks off, you're probably never going back again. It's true. true. But I feel like it's the building of habits, right? You got to have those good habits. And like at the same end of like you need to consistently be on your grind, there's also like burning out. So you have to have a consistent level of, okay, I'm going to take this amount of time during my week to just kind of like let my mind settle. And I I feel like that gives you those better sense of ideas, you know, about what you want to do and how you want to position yourself to do things. It's that reflection. You feel a little more fresh. Oh, yeah. When you get back to it. Yeah. Same here. It's true. You're you're your own boss in, in this in this world. Like, well, I mean, in all the things that you do, you 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 are. But I mean, like, when you're out there, like like you said, like working on on work to make that money, or if you're out there writing, or you're trying to collaborate and get other people to work with you, like those are all things that like you have to count on yourself for, you know. And it's a lot of work because when you're your own boss, you're the only thing managing what is to be managed. So, uh, that can be tiresome. And if, if you're tired and, you know, employee version of yourself is going to overrule the boss version of yourself, right? you yeah. know, cause if you're, you know, it, 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 the being in charge of those things for yourself is, is stressful and, and it slows you down and you do fall into those, that pattern if you're not, you know, getting the same return too. Cause sometimes you got to sacrifice time and effort to do things that are going to get you forward, but you're not going to see the direct result. And yeah. it's sometimes not immediately. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's cool. Someone told me earlier this year, and I feel like this is why I had such a successful year and why I got put on so many things is because probably like mid-March, so like third month of the year, a guy tells me, comes up to me on a street, he just goes, hey, man, um, <clears throat> like work, work all summer. Just work the whole summer. Just work your ass off. And by December, you'll be fucking crushing it. And seriously, I've just been booking as many things as I can, like saying yes, like saying fuck it, like taking that 30 minute drive to some bullshit or like, you know, giving my giving a couple hours for free to, you know, whether it's the comedy store or some random show that I'm doing that's not even paying me. Um, 
all of that has accumulated to like me getting onto some really dope things and I'm just happy about that. So you have no feelings of like regret over what you were doing for these past like six months? No, uh, even like the, even the small things, like I don't really have like, yeah, regrets of this year because even the things that slowed me down are just, didn't really slow me down too much. You know what I mean? Or they were kind of necessary. Like I feel like a fucking alien sometimes. Cause like, I really just dedicate my life to like only a couple, a handful of things really. Yeah. And me, so, uh, me too, man. yeah. So just like, you know, relationship stuff or just, you know, meeting new friends or like, you know, solidifying myself with a group of people. Um, <clears throat> that's like necessary. That's kind of like research. It's almost like research on the human condition in the sense of like, I've been subjecting myself to just isolation and work for so long that like now just going out to social events and stuff is like, it's kind of like a research. Like I get to interact with people and learn a little bit more. Yeah, I can second that too. Especially, you know, when you're really grinding like that, it's sometimes like you have to bring yourself to like go to some of these social events and things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like uh, I've come up to with the system of like really focusing on the things that truly matter, you know, things that are like really, really important to me. They're going to take the most weight. And I have, you know, the system where I look at my three major goals, things I want to get done within the year, some kind of time period. And I'm always listing out like what things I need to get done over the course of the week that contribute to that major goal. And I feel like because of that, I've made a lot of major strides with, you know, the stuff that we've been working on. And, you know, it's tough, especially when, you know, you have a vision for something, but like, you know, there's right now there's things that don't exist like that. So you have to Mm -hmm. quantify it. You have to explain it to people. You have to draw all these, you know, different sort of like elements to like help it, you know, make sense in the minds of other people. And then you hope everything kind of like, you know, basically is able to be created that way because otherwise then you know you're kind of stuck here with this vision and you don't really have the ability to create it on your own so it's all about like you know i feel like balancing that but it also comes with meeting new people because some of those people might be able to help you find help you translate a little bit exactly you know for sure i I definitely agree with that like one of the one of my favorite parts about like working on creative things especially for yourself is meeting other people is is a must and like you 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 get to you know you get to grow with your skills through them and they get to learn through you and you also both get to make things if you're collaborating with someone like you get to make something new that you both can call your own and and when you do that like and you see and especially if like you have a good skill set and the other person does where you can rely on each other like it's magic sometimes oh yeah. you know and and it's and building up that network of people especially when you trust them and love the work that you make with each other yeah it's, it's super important super the, important. i think relationships are like the most important thing they are in business they're the most um, powerful part dude yeah mm-hmm. i also really like romanticize like those like groups of people that just say like fuck it like we all have a similar goal like everyone shut up about what's going on at home like let's get this shit going yeah let's make it all um, together i believe in that yeah like and i mean it's obviously like you know not on a sociopath level like you know your fucking dog dies i'm not gonna tell you to come into work and write (laughs) some funny shit like i'm gonna go see if you're all right but i mean like when it comes to all that petty shit just it's for the birds man like i'd love groups like that let's say like richard pryor and um gene wilder or like the people from um you know national lampoon or you know just yeah. like a lot of those examples of like other people that have been just putting in work are, like, super cool for me. <laughs> no you're good go ahead 
That was, yo, so, that was uh, the van as a guest. Yeah, that yeah, our van just made a guest appearance on the show. Um, shout out to the Honda Odyssey. I locked it because there was a bunch of weirdos walking around the van. So yeah. I was like, "What's up with these fools?" I thought they were gonna like open the door and try to vent out the van. Like, yo, they're suffocating in there. <laughs> My bad on that. But uh, to go <clears throat> further on your guys's point, just like that's why I really like DJing because you're able to collaborate with so many different people, and everyone has different strengths and weaknesses and different styles that you can kind of meld with. Yeah, and... no, that's dope for sure. Like that's why uh, DJs. You're right, because I feel like DJs are the most collaborative uh, people because they only have the music part, like the bass of the song. You always need like a vocalist or something on there to like, you know, throw on um, to make it a song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, what, what I really found interesting about what you were just talking about, though, is like the giving of your time. And I, I read this book recently called Give and Take. I think it's by this guy named Adam Smith, and it was discussing the actual positive um, connotations, you know, and successful, uh, you know, traits, uh, that come with giving. So essentially what a lot, a lot of what happens is people have this mentality that, you know, they need to be takers, like people who like take stuff from other people, but it was actually shown in this guy's study that like when people were givers, they were more inclined to actually create these more, you know, strong connections. They were able to really like get you know, buying the world farther because people weren't just designating them as people who were just using other people. Yeah. And those people weren't just doing it because they were getting anything out of it. They were just those kinds of people. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's called famine mentality versus like not, I guess, I don't know the what's the opposite. I guess surplus mentality. Mm, yeah. uh, famine mentality is like, there's only one spot. I got to get the fucking spot. I got to get the, I got to beat the first guy in line for the fucking loaf of bread because that's the only loaf of bread that they're giving out today. It's like, no dude. How about we all just figure out how to make some bread? Yeah. And we're, we're going to figure it out. Like, I give you some bread. You figure it out. I'll give you a slice. You get a slice. You get a slice. Everybody gets a fucking slice until we figure out how to get more bread. You know what I'm saying? That way there's less grievances among people. Well, it's like what you say with the, you know, it's like an abundance mindset, right? People with so-called famine mindset always worry about the size of the pie they currently have. People who are abundant, I feel like, try to make the pie bigger for everyone and figure out new ways to make it bigger for even more people. Yeah. You know, because there are ways. You just got to get creative with resources and things like that, you know? That's a fact. I have a friend that make he makes, like, he does he hasn't worked as, like, a regular job in years, and he just makes money off of his phone. Like, wow. there's resources. Like, you can just... I mean, obviously, there's other movements that have to go behind those text messages and all that shit and, like, all all these plays and stuff. But for the most part, dude, like, you can go on your phone. Any, any person, really. No. Even if you don't have a fucking business, you can just go start hitting people up. Let me have a dollar. I'm sure most people will PayPal you a dollar, dude. Like, <laughs> you can make 50 bucks in a day just off your phone on your couch. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, there's... Now with all this different technology out there, you could easily just put together the framework for what you're trying to look at. And then you could get funding through these crowd platforms, you know, like Indiegogo or like, you know, Kickstarter. Like people have put up like two people put up, I think, like two mil for the Oculus Rift, wow. you know, and then it got sold to Facebook for, I think, two billion dollars. 
or something like that. So like the multiplier for how much money they even received towards how much they were actually getting when they cashed out, mm -hmm. that's a crazy amount of exactly. a multiplier. And you know, if you yeah. believe in your product and yourself, <clears throat> like, dude, there's people out there who are willing to help. Like, yeah. it's it's almost stupid sometimes because like I see people who are like, oh, I lost all my camera gear, like just yeah. because of like negligence, you know, right. like you're irresponsible and they'll put up a fucking GoFundMe yeah. and people will pay $6,000 for this person's fuck up. Yep. And it's yeah. like, damn, that's I'm facts. out here. I want to make some new shit i want to entertain the world i want to like you know then start a go find me fool exactly and you and people will help you it's a it's, it's like a it's almost a pride thing for me sometimes like i, feel, I, yeah. I always feel like i want to start a GoFundMe, but it's like <laughs> yeah. what the fuck do i have to offer yet you know exactly. what i mean other than promises but hey, see like we're willing you know I mean? to give though with yeah. what we get and that was what we were just talking about a second ago some people just want to take they yeah, just want yeah. their their yeah, shit that they fucked up yeah. on to get paid for you know they don't want to go out there and make the six thousand dollars to pay for their gear well, it's like people that do drugs, bro. I feel like I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't even realize they're doing the drug that they're doing. You Not know what I'm saying? You're like, haha, just it's just a coke out a little, a little coke at a party, and then it's just like, oh yeah, just a little coke on a Friday, and then it's like, oh, just a little coke, <laughs> coke on, on a Monday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah All exactly. of a sudden, bro, you do coke now, dog. Like, like yeah, that's your day. fucking thing. <laughs> like you played with fire, you didn't even realize you were melting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slowly <laughs> sniffing a little bit more every day, and slowly losing your mind a little yeah. bit every yeah, day. Exactly, yeah. dude. It's just it's wild. Yeah, yeah but so. dude, everybody's got their thing though. Whether yeah. it's like you know you're gonna do a little bit of blow or whether you're gonna you know be somebody who's out there you know like working like seven days a week and shit it's just essentially yeah. the same kind of feeling well no see i don't condemn the actual drug use i condemn the uh non-awareness like uh, non-self-awareness like i have my here's my thing bro i jerk off too much you know what i'm saying <laughs> It's yeah. like, okay, get one off in the morning, no problem, you know? And then it's just like later on, I'm bored and shit. It's like, okay, I'm bored. I ain't got no shit to do. And then next thing you know, like can't sleep, smoke a bowl. I'm like, you know what? Let's just get one off exactly. real quick before I go to sleep. Next thing you know, I got a fucking jerk off problem, yeah. bro. Yeah, you're, you coming, out, you're coming out fucking dust. I, I get you. Yeah, it's... Shooting blanks and shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Exactly. Like everyone's got their thing. I know. But, uh... but see, like in terms of awareness, it's not even that some people aren't aware. I would say if you want to talk about, I guess, percentages, I would think that like 25% of those people are aware, but they're lying to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, like a cool one true. in every four people. I feel like they're aware. They're very aware. You know, like think about someone with an alcohol problem. They're like hiding that shit in their purse. You're very yeah, fucking oh, aware. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're up. doing. Exactly. Actually, that's when I knew I had to cut back on alcohol when I like started like line about being <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like all yeah. right let's cut back dude like, I'm thinking, this is too much this is becoming a monkey on my back but it's like you know technically you're lying about being sober when like let's say you live in a household where your parents aren't cool with you smoking weed or something right yeah, yeah. and you're technically like trying to just like navigate your way through your home without making as much eye contact as possible yeah exactly you know? you're ruining your relationship low-key like yeah. i remember my friend pointed this out like he was he was making a point and then i just started laughing i'm like no dude we're in the wrong uh he's like dude like my my fucking grandparents you know they won't even like i don't even i feel awkward around them i don't even want to be around them because i'm like faded and they have this thing about like weed and it's just like they're ruining our relationship by like being so judgy and i was just i was like yeah and then i thought about it i was like no 
<coughs> no, we're just ruining our relationship with our grandparents because we can't not be high around them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you had a homie who was not even like it was weed, but it was just like a thing that they did and they do that thing and it makes that relationship hard to maintain because it doesn't have to be like that's just the thing that your grandparents don't want. And it's like, yo, I can make that sacrifice for the two or three hours that I hang out with them. Because it's just two or three hours. Yeah. Yo, speaking of addiction, someone passed me a vape, homie. <laughs> Thanks, dog. There you go. Yo, I actually really love this van fucking, uh, this, this van podcast, yeah, the van yeah. cast right now, dude. Yeah, it's got a nice, dude, look at that real view Real intimate. There. It's hey, very nice. This just goes back to telling, uh, you know, like about how porn just does everything first and, and right. Like, dude, they started doing shit in a van. That sounds yeah, kind dude. of weird in, in concept, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that shit is a fucking category now bro, yeah, like, bus, yeah exactly it's its own fucking production company once you fuck in a van doing a podcast in a van doesn't seem too weird exactly well, unless you have like fluids on the walls then it's definitely weird dude they sign their names have you, dude they sign their names on the carpet oh, on the ceiling weird. and shit. so you like, watch these videos of course yeah, we were just talking about jacking off too much i mean yeah we're watching these videos come on bro pegging paul's a fucking classic pegging paul what have you seen that shit no it's a video this guy's like he's standing outside the van he doesn't know if he should get in you know it's like a hot ass chick she's sitting in the back she's like come on come on let's have some fun let's play da, da, da. and he's like i don't know like you know i got a girl i don't know if i should do this and uh, just like a rat trap for adults like, he's like uh, <laughs> i know right and then they're like he finally says fuck it he's like all right i'll get in everyone cheers cheers him on and shit and so they're egging him on, bro. They're like, yo, so you ever done anal before? And he's like, nah, I've never done anal, but I'm down to try. They're like, oh, you're down to try? He's like, yeah, I'm down, you know? And so I don't know. I cut to black. Going. I don't like And then <laughs> just, just the slate. Guy comes in with the slate. Uh, he's like, all right, pegging Paul, scene two, action. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Jesus Christ. Fucking pegging Paul. <laughs> You know, though, it, I, I, I feel hub? like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like they have like uh, in a collection of places that they go to in the Chatsworth area. Oh, you know, for bro, sure. Dude, yeah. Chatsworth is the porn capital of the I world. I actually know bro. a comedian that does porn and she does it based out of Chatsworth. That's hilarious. Nice. She's so, based out is, in Chatsworth. Is, is, is part of her routine, like some of the shit she's I've using? never actually seen her do stand up. Mm. I just, uh, I've seen her on flyers for other shows that I've been on. <laughs> oh, you before. mean like on those cards in Vegas that you find on the ground? <laughs> 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 that's a kind yeah, of flyer it's, it's like the nude photo and the time of her set you know dude those people who hand those out in vegas are so aggressive they're, they're just like huh, huh. Like, no, no, upper no, less no, comedy man. show with fucking smack <laughs> all these female comedians bro y'all need to listen to the podcast bro i'm giving out free jewelry today a, a like a burlesque comedy show would be fucking fire that like if, and if the comedians are hilarious you know what i'm saying like actually saying funny shit like that'd be pretty funny it's almost like a tony clifton type deal you know you know what's kind of you can kind of consider it comedy because they they will do bits and stuff that make people laugh is and they're really popular now are drag shows, drag shows. Dude, yeah. I mean, dude there's even they, ones in texas dude, dude they hipsters are huge. love drag they shows. do and, but hipsters love anything though no they don't <laughs> they love a specific selection of things that they can be the only ones who like it but but Yo, like that's facts that was actually a really good uh interpretation of a hipster <laughs> <laughs> that's true though He's like, I know, I did my research. Hey, man, you're not the only one who does his research. I like to people watch. Hey, yep. same here. 
You know, like you ever, you ever like sit in like a, a court, you're like a, a food court and you're just like observing kind of like what's going on. Cause a mall, for example, has a wide array. Of oh people. yeah. It's yeah. Like you were just telling hole. me about how, uh, the islands at, at the mall and out in, uh, Woodland Hills. Yeah. The West you're telling Island. me how they have one at the center of the mall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah straight up. Yeah. Like that's only the CPK. Right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's, that's also a cool date idea. Just throwing that out there. Like you want to go people watch and know the perfect spot. It's a literally a restaurant with an outdoor area at the center of a mall yeah it's like, not really even really outdoors technically it's like like in the middle of the mall and basically you can see traffic going to and from yes you it's know? better than bird watching it totally especially is. at this time of year i mean you're seeing a mating dance anyway <laughs> and you see more <laughs> and you see more variety of people than you do birds yeah you know that's like true what like you you go outside for an hour you see maybe like a cardinal like a warbler just a pigeon you go outside like anywhere you go bro you go, except for maybe middle America, it's all just white people. But, like, you go anywhere out here in L.A., and it's like, you see a black guy, a white guy, Asian dude, Middle Eastern dude. Well, I can tell you uh, Indian guy, mixed. definitely true. It depends on if you're in cities. Like, if you're in, like, rural towns and stuff, you're definitely going to probably, like... A little more homogenous. Yeah, definitely, you know. But if you're talking about, like, over in, like, cities, like, Austin's got a pretty, you know... Diverse. Yeah, like, they're, yeah. they're very different in their own way. They go about doing things. Austin, like, I heard, is super dope right now. Yeah. It's like, their 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 whole art scene and everything Dude, is like killing popping, it. they're right? building yeah they're building out and they have like startups that are going over because like it's like a lot cheaper to like exist over there so i mean that's something that would be interesting to like you know look at in the future austin's cool though i've you know what i always romanticize dipping out to uh texas and denver but then i really think about moving and i'm like i get anxiety i can't leave the valley bro <laughs> i feel the same way like i go to college at purdue university and it's just like i like being there i like being in college but i never felt like i'm at home whenever i'm there i always feel like it's just a completely different place well it, you got to reflect school. on the reason why you went there you know you went there to learn like you yeah. didn't go there with the like with the mindset to live there you no, know no, so it, it's never gonna feel that way you never you, made it a home you know, exactly so if you like go and you're like hey like i want to live here for a while and get the experiences and learn that way like then it's gonna feel a little bit more like home yeah. you know like i mean dude when i went to uh i was studying abroad in spain a couple years ago and we were never in a spot for longer the longest place we stayed in was at the end of our trip for like a week and a half in barcelona but there was places where we got there at eight o'clock at night we woke up early as fuck to explore the city mm. and then we would leave by like 1 1 p.m. 1 and, and it's like dude we literally just slept dude, here dude i can't i can't do that bro but I, it it I felt fucking... it felt like like i was you know I, I didn't feel like i was home but i felt like i was that was part of my my, my you know life what? like no, my that's living cool. you know I, I try to equate that to like touring yeah like on the that's road, exactly like, what it felt like we yeah, toured yeah. for dude we were in a yeah, bus you for did six a hours spain, once bro. oh my god bro <laughs> that's too much man you did i can't a tour be in to a, spain i did that in china dude like we were in china and like we were riding this bus and like i remember i remember this so vividly because it's like hilarious still to me but like the bus is driving on this winding path it's like hopping up and down it's yeah. very it's the, those chinese mountains bro dude, it's such a shitty road and i think we were driving from like the great wall of china and there's these kids i made friends You're with. driving on the great wall of china bro? <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> but like, no but uh so these kids we made we, i made friends with like one of them like i guess ate a bunch of food and was feeling sick so he's just holding it in this entire oh, time no. and so get this like 
on one nasty bump, it threw him all the way up almost to the oh. ceiling. And he said, like, I was this close to, like, you know, having a complete accident in my pants. Oh, oh my God. And he, they would have just sprayed just on the, the wall. Just whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole with an actual... Well, at that point, you have to hold your hands up like this, and you have to sit... You're not even really sitting in the seat, because you don't want it to, you know... Yeah. Like a little patty cake. It. Yeah, <laughs> like a little oh, patty cake. Fuck. God, you coined the dirt. Yo, man. someone told me recently that they were in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> from and, what? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was like either an accident or they were just like fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't remember comedians, dude. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yo, some people are into diapers though. That is a fetish. Dude, they're into baby, yep. like being babies. Yeah. But like, here's what know. I was gonna say. Um, he was like, "Yeah, so I took a piss in my diaper, and I just like something I realized was that in Huggies commercials, they're always like, yeah, you know, like the diaper absorbs everything, but." It doesn't. Like, it doesn't just magically disappear. Like, it absorbs, but you're still wet. You know? Yeah. It's like, dude, now I get why babies cry when they piss themselves, because it's just, like, so uncomfortable. He's like, dude, I almost fucking cried. <laughs> I get it. He was doing his research. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Trying to see what it's like to be a baby again. <laughs> What's it like to be a baby? The reverse aging process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start with a diaper for sure. That's, yeah, that's freaking the... Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, can you guys do me a huge favor? Yeah. Can you scoot the mic like forward? Don't actually, no, not the bass, but like tilt the actual mic. Yeah, a little bit towards bro. There you go. Perfect. Now everybody's going to sound better. Cool. cool. Sweet. In a little inside baseball for all you listeners out there. <laughs> um, just reminding y'all, we in a fucking minivan right now, out in nature. This is a, how I feel like people in NorCal do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like up in nature. Yeah. yeah, just in a van. Denver ass motherfuckers. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> let's go skiing after this. Dude, I'm like the oh, most hippie means... LA guy right now. I mean, I feel like a hippie. Hey guys, here. you want to come do my podcast in my van? <laughs> smoke some weed and talk about life hey kids you want to go do a podcast in my van bro that's hilarious uh you know how like back in the day you used to be like yo if some guy offers you candy to hop in the van or if there's a puppy in the van like don't get in (laughs) you gotta tell comedians hey man if some guy fucking comes up to you in a van and asks to do his podcast don't get in (laughs) yeah i guarantee you he has under 500 followers yeah it's not a good podcast (laughs) it's not a good one it's not worth your time that's hilarious (laughs) No, but uh, it is cool, though. It, people should try this more often. Yeah. What man. the view? I low-key just did it because I, I really wanted to prove that I could do a mobile podcast. Well, you clearly succeeded. Here yeah, no, are. this could be cool, man. You know, it'd be nice if we could just, like, have a little tent encampment and kind of be really in nature. Bro, hell yeah, you dude. Like, that's super a, down. It's a whole different other atmosphere. Yeah, man. Yeah, the only that... problem is uh, electrical outlets. If we can get some kind of converter... In yeah. here, a little more inside baseball for the listeners. I'm trying to figure out how to make this a like a, a last minute emergency podcast studio. I think this would be lit. Dude, just get like a bat, like a big ass battery, like a, or gen- generator. Yeah, we got generators for Coachella, and that how? But they're, well. they're kind of loud, though, huh? No, I mean, like you can get smaller battery generators, or you can get one. They don't all like make sounds. Some of them are just oh. batteries. That you oh, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. There's one that you can start your car with. Yeah, like exactly. a jump start. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Shit, we're getting the ball rolling. See, this is yeah, why right. I like having uh, creative people with me at all times. Dude, we got problem problem solving. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah five minutes or less. straight up. No, also, like, I really like our group, dude. Like, us as a trio, and then, like, you know, sorry, Matt, we've been working really hard, but obviously you here for the podcast right now is super yeah. cool. But, like, us as a trio, literally killing it, dude. Yeah, like, man. we've been fucking... Dude, you're in Texas. I know. You know what I'm saying? We've been making an app. 
happen. Yeah, we've been making an entire app, and you know what? It's basically for us. It's giving everyone an opportunity to make kind of like that interactive content. Remember, if, when you guys were kids, of course, there was the ability to choose your own adventure and stuff. Um, you know, and there was also the ability to, you know, make choices in Bandersnatch. Well, we're trying to offer that to all the creatives out there who want to have, you know, what I feel like is the next generation of content creation. Yeah. You know, because to me, the video medium right now, I, I, you know, you can make things faster. You can put up like different kinds of videos and formats and stuff. But as it pertains to the actual medium, nobody's really messed around with that. And I feel like if you add it to these voice platforms, like we're planning to do with like Alexa and Google Home, that's where it's going to be at. You know, and I feel like with the three of us together, we've actually come up with a lot of really solid, really great ideas. And so I'm excited to bring this out to people because I just want us to make something that people can say, damn, that was really awesome. Yeah. You know, that's the only <clears throat> like at least just be like, yo, you did your thing. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's that's honestly all I really do it for, bro. Like money's cool. I mean, like, you know, fucking having groupies is cool. I don't have either yet, but I'm just saying, like, the idea of them are pretty dope. But really, like, the where I really get my satisfaction, bro, is, like, I did a show at the Comedy Store recently, mm. and when I got off stage, people with Amazon specials and, like, you know, Hulu shit and fuck credits and all types of people were giving me props, like, yo, that was a good set. You're really funny. And it's people that I kind of look look up to. They're not obviously like the legends, like the Bill Burrs and the Joe Rogans and stuff, but they're people that have been in the game a little bit longer than I have, you know, and kind of have learned the ropes and know what's funny, know what's not, and what does and doesn't work. So getting their approval, like their like props is, that's really the most important thing for me. When your heroes become your peers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah. I it's... feel It's like a concept called climbing the ladder. You know, you start yeah. off as like somebody who nobody really knows, but you work at your craft. You know, you spend that time to really understand and love what you're doing and really build it over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, and it's that it's that attention to detail and that dedication like year over year that you become a master. Robert Greene, he's the guy who made 40, uh, 44 laws of power, 40 laws of power, 48. Yeah, 48 laws of power. And he also did 33 strategies of war. But he wrote this book called Mastery. And he said, if you do anything for 5000 hours, you'll become a master of it. And if you break that down, that's an eight-hour work week for five years. That's why John's a master debater. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Real quick, Instagram her, 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 plug, everybody say, at Master perfect. Debater. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm trying to do more podcasts in a van, and being under 500 followers is just fucking hard. So it's <laughs> tough, dude. It is tough. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. But you know, also like, uh, how do y'all feel about shameless plugs? Like, I really have no shame in my game, bro. Oh, I will. Man, it depends. There's hardly any shame in the game anymore. It depends. If you're if you're somebody who's saying presenting yourself as somebody, you know, where you're, you're you know, you try to say like, ah, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, sell out the space or something, and then you make a big deal about it, you know, and then you have all a ra bunch of random shameless plugs. Like, that's not to me. Yeah. That's not like coherent with the message you're putting out. But if you're saying, hey, look, I'm trying to make it in the game. I'm trying to get some, you know, sponsorships or at least some help to help, you know, move forward my career. As long as you're upfront about it, shameless plugs are can be funny. They yeah. can be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. So. I, I follow this guy, um, Tim Dillon. He has a podcast, and all of his ads, you don't realize it's an ad until like five minutes in. 
This dude will have like a ten minute ad, bro, and you don't yeah. realize he'll he'll like be he'll just say random shit, and it's funny, it's all entertaining, and then you go, oh, you son of a bitch, like I this was an ad, yeah. got you, you know, um, Lou, another shameless plug for you. Uh, I know you were on Jubilee recently. Hey, for the, yeah, uh, uh, for the, yeah, went viral and shit. Yeah, so um, but the comedian that you were on the blind date with, Harper Rose, her one of her goals that she said that she had was getting uh. Fuck, what what was the word? Getting fucked? No. <laughs> no, no. She said it was getting representation across the board. And I thought that was interesting because that's very important, you know? And, and that and it takes a lot of you plugging the things that you do to be able to say that. And you know, and and there's a lot of things that you got to represent about yourself, like not just what you do, but the, you know, like who how you, you are, who yeah. you are, how you work. Bro, I feel like most people only listen to my podcast because they fucking like me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm a legit person, bro. Like, I give a shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I'm i real as fuck. If anybody who's, like, actually had an interaction with me knows, like, I, I'll listen to you and shit. And I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that just waits for their turn to talk. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, you started, and that, you started a podcast. That I goes a long way. listening to us, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that goes a long way, dude. Um it like the people around you would definitely get you up if they fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know like there, there's all those like you know studies that people said like you're like the you know you're the some are you the average of like the five people you spend the most time with, you know? And like if you really uh, think about that, that's actually really interesting because it's like the people you associate with yourself the you know yourself with the most, you're inevitably going to take traits from them. You're inevitably going to share ideas, and you guys probably typically hang out with a lot of the same people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's like interesting that's, you know, some people have suggested like really branching out and trying to find, you know, all these different types of people to interact with. So it kind of gives you an opportunity to evolve yourself, you know, for sure. I think it's very important, but it's also important to be real and to, you know, can like not lose that part of yourself that made you you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I feel like, you know, people start meeting lots of new people and then it's it's almost inevitable that they, they change, but they lose the parts of themselves that made them, you know, characteristically yeah. them. They become like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They become like a caricature of whatever is around them. Product yeah. of the environment. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I was actually talking to my friend recently. Um, we were talking about how it's kind of sad, like a lot of the stuff that gets um recognition nowadays like a lot of stuff is pretty mediocre yeah and you i almost want to completely blame the people the content creators and the people that are pushing that stuff but it's kind of dis it's the overall disappointment is in everyone that accepts this mediocrity you know what i'm saying like we're yeah we're being fed mediocre shit but we're eating it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like I don't know if it's maybe we don't know any better or most people just don't know any better or if it's like we just gave up yeah, or if we're just accepting that, oh, you know, only certain things get played or only certain things are cool. Right. Well, I mean, on the frontier, well, one of the reasons is that is that there's like an oversaturation of the of content in that in that way that we're referring to it. And what what we lose is that you lose that blend of people who are making art and people who are making content and it, it gets all blended together. Yeah, the you know? okay, you and know what? The word content has replaced the word art in it the past has. couple it years. It really Holy fucking shit. has. That's, That's a good revelation. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, with every every new frontier of art, there's like, you know, you have 
there's people who say like critics critic you need critics because they create the esteem of certain art forms like fine art like what is fine art i don't believe that shit exists you know but but at the same time you know if you have people who are holding art into a higher value than what else it you would consider as art is you strive to making something high with a high production value. Yes. You know, and that's important and, and you really see it. It's, but at the same time it can coexist because you can literally like, you know, I use this expression all the time with you, Mike, but you can literally have someone make a video on their story of them shitting on the toilet, singing a song and that's content. But at the same time you have someone making their own DIY video of them building a birdhouse and how creative they are. And that's not, like that's the same or yeah. you know like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like no, what you're saying is it is content they're both they're both they're... held to the similar standard exactly right. and yeah. and you know and we just absorb it that's you know what and I going back that. to what you were saying it's maybe more of people who just absorb as, instead of appreciating what art that's what i'm saying they're just they're art. accepting it not really appreciating exactly it. and some people some creators like fall into the pattern of creating content because that's the way of getting your art form out. And then you just become content, you know? And it's, yo, um, before we get any further along, our batteries running low. One of the, uh, problem, the pitfalls of running around in a, in a van. But, um, yo, before we get out of here, uh, I just want to say thank you for listening, everybody. Um, shout out to serve Corp. We're not in there this week, but we're going to get back in there soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've just fucking been busy. But uh, who else? What else? Matt, Mike, John, anything y'all want to plug? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Um, well, you know, wanted to go ahead and once again shamelessly plug the uh, interactive application that we're building. Uh, for those of you listening, if uh, anybody's in the downtown L.A. area, we're looking for creatives to get some feedback. So uh, if anybody wants to make a quick 10 bucks for uh, a quick piece of feedback... And a, a free lunch. Feel free to uh, hit up Lou, and uh, he'll uh, direct you guys over to me. So, Dope. you know, if you guys are interested, please let us know, and I would be grateful in meeting you. Hell yeah, dude! That's how you know Mike is for real business. He's like, don't even hit me up on Instagram, bro. I don't even fucking use Instagram. Hit me <laughs> up on Google Hangouts or don't, bro. <laughs> or Zoom, or yeah, or Zoom or don't. Bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So hit me up. You know, or y- y'all know where to find me at. Lou underscore Kang underscore. Anybody else want to plug their Instagrams, get some follows up? Oh, shit. Well, you, I mean, we already mentioned mine. Master Debater. M-A-S-T-E-R-R-D-E-B-A-T-E-R. Uh, um, I, I, blah. That's just all I got, I all guess. Right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, mine is uh, M-N Lou, L-I-U 16. Uh, right now, I'm just working on a few mixes. I might be posting them on Instagram soon. Hey, hey. So that's just my plan for right now. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm fucking glad y'all came around. Glad we got to kick it. Hey, glad we got to be on. Hell yeah, of course, man. Let's do this again. This was a cool convo and everything. We got got to the thick of it. You know what I'm saying? The thick of what content means. We're going to be back next week, everybody. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.